Okay, we are back on the Chronicles on the Fly podcast and this is Simon and... And Mel, are you going? Yeah, going good. Now, uh, we should tell our listeners that uh, we're not sitting across the desk from each other from as normal. Uh, We are taking part in the social distancing, self-isolation. Not because of coronavirus really, but... Um, past couple of days, I've I've been a little bit throaty and fluey, so I thought that's right. I'm on the right good side of the river. Yeah, well, and um, yeah, I thought I'd do the right thing and stay away. Uh, so we're doing a podcast via the internet. Yeah. Um, yeah. So our social distancing is what about 25 kilometres at the moment? Oh, at least. <laughs> so we're doing not too bad. We're keeping in line with Scott Morrison's uh, recommendations. Yeah, yeah. What is it now? We're at we're at four meters. Is that it? Yeah, four uh, two yeah, four square meters. Four square. Four, meters. Uh, four square meters. Okay. So yeah. All right. There is no one around old, me for four square meters. That's for sure. The old um, two by two. <laughs> yeah. So the uh, the old uh, coronial inquests virus is uh, taking hold of the world. What else is there to talk about? Really, <laughs> that's about oh, all anybody's uh, talking about. Well, you talk about toilet paper. Shortage of pasta, shortage of flour, and a shortage of paracetamol. Okay, I'm good yeah, with all of those. Yeah, the world's gone mad. I'm telling you, the world has gone mad. Mm-hmm. Gone absolutely crazy. What can I say? Crazy is uh, a good, a good way to describe it. I was, uh, I was listening to this podcast during the week, and oh my god, it was us. <laughs> Scratching and shaking my head. So this podcast, I won't, I won't name it because I don't want to give them any uh, credit. Any credit, yeah. Give it, mm. if that's the right word for it. Basically, it's a conspiracy podcast. Now, I actually subscribed to this podcast oh, months ago, but I didn't realize that it was a conspiracy podcast. But mm. listened to a couple episodes, and yeah, they got all their, their theories about all this shit. And I struggled to get through an episode. I have to tell you, and I, I've only listened to a handful, and they've been going for a long time. But anyway. Um, so they did this podcast. I think they've done a couple podcast episodes about uh, the coronavirus, COVID nineteen, and um, some of their theories, mate. Honestly, just leaves you. I, I, like I said, I, th- I I don't think I got through even half of it, but I had to switch it off because it was that. Um, you know, that there's too many theories. Everyone's tin, got conspiracy theories. Oh yeah, mate. The amount of conspiracy theories at the moment. Is, you want to hear some? I, I actually wrote down some notes. Uh, yeah, okay. The, Far away. Let's listen to some conspiracies. <laughs> All right. Okay. So basically, this virus was uh, set up and you know spread on purpose mm-hmm. by who? I don't know. By they? You know, of course they just refer to they or the elite. The new world or, order. Oh, the new world man. order is what they call it. Yeah. And the purpose is basically to crash stock markets, you know, around the world so that um, the rich can buy stocks, you know, really low and, you know, because obviously there'll be a bounce eventually. So, you know, the rich can profit really big and um, also to usher in martial law in around the world and con- oh, yeah, conditions, condition the masses to, to be controlled and, you know, caged, you know, like self caged in type of thing, you know, they, they can easily controlled, um, bring in and bringing in a, a new economic structure and enforcing socialism. Um, oh, yeah, just all these, all these, just defeats the purpose of being rich, doesn't it? <laughs> socialism. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, what else, what else did I, I note down? Um, 
being used as a as a tool to assert power and control by by governments. Um, you know, usher in like a one one government for the whole world type of situation. Uh, how the hell you would handle that? God only knows. Uh, what else? Uh, yeah, I think I, I think I gave up at that point, and that's probably when I, I switched off. That was probably about twenty minutes worth of of conversation in the podcast right there. Oh, the new world order taking over one world government. What's this? What's, what's all this new world order? That's what they reckon. I don't even know. So that's that's, that's about the uh, you know one central government. So who's, yeah. or something. So who's going to be? If that's the case, right? Who's going to be the central government? Is it the United Nations? What is it? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know. Who would you say the United Nations? They couldn't organise anything. I mean, how can you trust the United Nations anyway? Seriously. No, they're I mean, a bit of a farce of an organisation. They're, they're a farce of an organisation. The fact that Saudi Arabia, uh, Somalia, and I can't remember the other country, that's on the Human Rights Council is a joke. You know what I'm yeah. trying to say? Yeah. So they're, they're on the Human Rights Council, yet capital punishment still exists in those countries. You can get... You can get executed for being gay. I mean, seriously, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. And they're on the Human Rights Council. My God. Yeah, yeah. That's a um, joke. Oh, and, and they kept um, bringing up like uh, the Rockefeller family and what's oh. the other one, the English one? Ross, the, Rock, the Rothschilds. Rothschilds families, you know, they're like the global elite families that control yeah. the world and pull yeah. all the strings and yeah. control like the Federal Reserve in America and all the... They you know, control the, central, the banks. Control the central banks in all the major um, cu- uh, countries and things like that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Where, where, what's the? What do you do with that kind of? Um, is there any truth to that type I of thing? I don't think so. To be honest with you, I heard a, I heard a conspiracy that it was supposed to been released in, in uh, from China into Hong Kong to control the uh, population, the protest the, um, population. The mm. Hong Kong citizens that are rioting, yeah, yeah. China, which yeah. makes more sense to me than getting a world order, a new world order, personally. You know? Yeah, so what they were supposed to spread it just in Hong Kong, but just in expect Hong Kong, it region, to yeah. expect it to be contained there. Well, they weren't letting yeah, well, people in or out, were they? So correct, yeah, still aren't. Yeah, but we sent everyone into isolation. You see, so they wouldn't have been on the road protesting. Yeah, um, that one that, there actually this, kind of makes sense. To be honest with you. Well, if they were going to do, yeah, if they were going to, you know, try to crush and kill them, type of thing, yeah. However, this has yeah. been, hasn't it been in China since like before the November end of last been, year, November, right? Yeah, November, and November they they the kept it hush hush. Is that is that the case? Oh, you've been reading China. China usually keeps things hush hush, you know. Yeah. Saw yeah. something on. Well, actually, my wife saw something on the internet and told me about it this morning. I think it was on Twitter. Man, who knows whether this is true or not. But um, someone had tweeted, and who know, like I said, who knows where this information comes from, that there's about 10 million mobile phone accounts in China that have all of a sudden been cut off, right? Or, yeah. or since, since, you know, like late November when this actually started. Yeah. So 10 million mobile phone accounts cut off. What does that tell you? That, ah. assu- that's alluding to the fact that or, or to the potential that, you know, 10 million of their citizens have actually died and they're not actually reporting that. Who knows, mm. right? That's you know. The ten million of the citizens is still a drop in the ocean oh, out of the one point four billion they got. Of course, but how many have they? How many deaths have they actually reported that have come out of China? Well, it's got well, to be last, less than less than four thousand because Italy's got now around four thousand. They've just passed four thousand deaths, and that's more than what China had or has. 
Yeah, I've got the latest uh, statistics on that. There's a good website. Let's see if I find it. But and it shows each country, each case, deaths, the survival. Yeah, and Italy unfortunately surpassed China or Hubei province, I should say, yeah. in, uh, in deaths, which is quite sad. Yeah. Very sad. Yeah. But uh, yeah. again, it's, it's scary. Um, you know, I know just in the last three days, Italy has had, uh, for, the, for the first two days of the last three, uh, over 400 deaths each day. And yesterday was 627 deaths. Jeez. That's bloody incredible, huh? From, incredible. from one virus in three days. That is... Fortunately, the Italian population is very old. It yeah. is very old. It's an aging population. Yeah. This so you sad. would you think that they still haven't hit their peak, right? In terms of number no. of deaths, if it's still no, uh, on a rising so. trajectory, <laughs> correct. Expect you know tomorrow or, or you know Saturday for them today. Uh, you know another six hundred or so or more, if that's the the trajectory. Mm. So yeah, it's. I mean, uh, it is. Uh, it's, it's that. That is scary on on that con oh, of how fast it's spread nearly compared to. Well, at the end of the day, we only know so much from China, you know. So yeah, exactly. But, yeah. Obviously, there's going to be more fact coming out of Italy, and I think yeah. they want people to. You know, they, they didn't start there. They want people to know the truth to to warn and to warn yeah. other countries. Um, you know, there's been a lot of comparisons made between, you know, the the cases and deaths in Italy and. And what's started to happen now in Australia? So in Australia, what have we got? About five hundred cases or so. What's the latest? Exactly. The latest is I've got the latest statistics here. And and just for clarity, we're recording this on Saturday morning. The what day? Okay. Twenty first. Australia has, according to Gizendata, it states at nine thirteen this morning it had seven hundred and ninety one confirmed cases. Okay, so almost 800. And how many deaths? Yeah. Are we at seven? Total eight? seven seven deaths, six in New South Wales, one in Western Australia. Seven deaths, okay. And, and they 26 all... recoveries. <clears throat> okay, geez, only 26. Well, um, you got to bear in mind, this is the only the incubation period is two weeks, you know? So. Of course, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so. um, but all those seven people, people have been elderly people, haven't they? Elderly people, yes, correct. Right. So a lot of, like, social commentators are saying, are comparing Italy to Australia, saying, well, we're far more spread out over in Italy and they're, you know, they live more, let's say, on top of each other. You well, know, literally they do. They all live in apartments, you know. Yeah, it's so much more, much more dense population here where yeah. more, we're more sparse, I think is probably the right word, um, spread oh, out. Oh, absolutely. Are we social distance between our neighbours ourselves, you know, just their houses? Are exactly, yes. And, yeah. you know, the fact that over here in Western Australia... I think we've had about 60 or maybe 70 cases, um, exactly one, one death. and 64 cases 64. in Western Australia. Yeah. Right. Uh, one, one death, which was you know, unfortunate, of course, but an elderly person as well. Which came and, off the boat. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like only, it's only been cases, pe- people have only been returning from overseas the cases that we've yeah. had, I think. I don't think there's been any um, community spreading. So yeah. it's, that's a good sign. However, you don't, we're still in a period of, you know, let's say that incubation period, you know, 14 days or whatever it might be, 
There's two yep. weeks where people might be carriers and they don't even know it. They're not feeling symptoms. That kind of thing. So that's yep. what is getting people paranoid and, and worried and that type of thing. So maybe in another probably two weeks from now, we might uh, you know, have a lot more cases that come flooding in. Who knows? Hopefully not. That, hopefully that's not the case. But could well, we hope so. But, yeah, the paranoia is... Uh to say is, is is driving people mad. It's like uh, Armageddon's coming. Yeah, I mean, have you been to the shops yourself? I have. I've been twice this week, and just yeah. to buy essentials. Just essentials. Yeah, same, same as us. Yeah, well, me, I've I've been going out and doing the shopping. You know, in between going to into the office and and stopping by the shops on the way home, type of thing to pick up. Yep. You know, milk, bread, and you know things like that. Mm. So the shelves, uh, it's slim pickings at the shops, hey. You know, oh, totally. Forget about I if mean, you need toilet paper. Luckily, we're, we're fine with that, you know. Um, tissues would me, be handy. But tish, tissues <laughs> would be uh, meat. I'm a, I like my scotch fillet, you know, yep. and there's no scotch fillet on the shelves. I managed to get uh, Means. A, a few slices of meat the other day, but there was not, there was barely anything left, but I did get, you know, whatever was remaining. Yep. Just a couple packs, I think it was, you know, six slices of meat. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, if you want mints to put in your pasta, forget about that. We're going Napolitano yeah. at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to be going old school soon, just with the old butter, you know? Yeah. You, have you got pasta in the shelves at home, on the shelves? Uh, a couple. Country? I'm not really a big pasta eater, to be honest with you, but... Uh, no. Really? Yeah. No, not really. Okay. We're okay with yeah, pasta for the next uh, probably couple of weeks. Not, not that we eat it heaps, to be honest, but, you know, we probably have it once a week, to be honest. That's about it. Oh, my, my wife and children have a fair bit. I just, you know, having pasta for the first 20 years of my life probably, you know, <laughs> got a yeah, bit of deed on it. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, yeah we, we, probably only, we probably only have that about once a week anyway. And, um, you know, yeah. try to cook enough for some leftovers for lunch the next day. That's, that's the way we yeah. kind of operate. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, you know, just to get things like baby food even, you know. Oh, oh baby, baby paracetamol. You know, children's Nurofen. Oh, Soap. my God. Soap's hard to find. Um, what else? It's just nonsense because... Yeah. Well, I'll go my cousin, you know, um, and uh, yeah, I'm sure you're listening. What is the psychology um, of, of hoarding and stockpiling toilet paper of all things? I mean, this FOMO. doesn't even affect it, the, the gastro. This virus doesn't it's affect FOMO. the gastro. It's, it, it's all FOMO, uh, fear of missing out. That's what it is. Psychologically, people are scared yeah. they're going to miss out. So whether yeah. they need it or not, they're just going to go to the shop and buy it just because they need, they think I might miss out. It's the herd mentality, isn't it? The herd, yeah. The fear of missing out, you know. Yeah. And this is what I believe is is driving this ludicrousy of people hoarding. Hmm. You know. And what's going to happen? I think is you're going to have a massive spike. I mean, I was speaking to some people in retail. They were doing. They've done Christmas week sales stats for the past three weeks. Wow. Jeez. So does that mean that that's going to, you know, that you know, once this starts dying down. Well, you've got all this food. It's going to have to stop. I mean, obviously, fresh, fresh fruit and vegetables not going to really stop sales, but. Of course. Long life products. But that's one know? thing that, that hasn't been bare. The um, fruit and vegetables, they've always been full. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. That they, I mean, I've been going to Coles and, and IGA. Oh, spuds have been run a bit low because I don't have know they? what people do with spuds. Yeah. But yeah. They, spuds have got a fairly long shelf life. So. I haven't noticed that. But yeah, in general, fruit and vegetables seem fine. 
Yeah. Which, um, but the, the maybe, yeah, maybe because the the, yeah. the paranoia is about grabbing things that have the longer shelf life, and obviously that's yeah. Not I mean, forget about frozen vegetables; they're gone. Well, you actually, I, I grabbed a few packs. Well, not a few, only two, because that was the limit um, mm. uh, of of frozen vegetables as well. Because m- my wife puts you know little packs together for for our mm. son. Uh, of mm. peas and corn and that type of thing, she she does a big cook up, you know, once a week or so. Uh, but the, maybe they had just restocked it. But when I went there the other day, they were full. The, the yeah. those fridges. Oh, I went but, past one of the. Yeah, it was pretty pretty bare, pretty slim pickings. It okay. wasn't much. Yeah, right. Wasn't a lot. What I'd say, or you know, a hell of a lot of uh, frozen vegetables. Yeah, but this um, paranoia about toilet paper uh, that is just. I just wouldn't have expected that. I, I kind of blame the media to push in there. Yeah, not yeah, that yeah. They did it. Well, not that they did it purposely. They're telling everyone, oh, there's a shortage of toilet paper. So people are thinking, oh, no, I've got to go buy toilet paper. Well, I and think then, that, I think there's, there was two elements of herdism. This is basically classic herdism, all right, going with the flow, going with the, not flow, going with the, the crowd like sheep, right? So initially the public was, you know, misinformed, you know, about, panic situation that China was going to stop manufacturing of toilet paper, right? Because yeah. apparently they, they manufacture about 50 to 60% of the toilet paper in Australia that, that are on the shelves in Australia. Okay? Yeah. So then you get the fear of missing out, the FOMO, right? So people just go and grab everything they can because they think, oh, we're going to go into lockdown for two weeks or two bloody months kind of thing. We're not going to be able to leave the house and go and grab any supplies. Okay. So, so there's that. So, the initial idea of toilet paper, I think, was was that put in mind in people's minds by the media? Was there a media report about specifically yeah, toilet it was, paper? Because I was saying there was a shortage. Yeah, it must, have, must have been just one article that did it, and then there's a domino effect. Because in your yeah, social media, people tweeting photos of oh, the aisles empty of toilet paper, right. and that was it. It's yes. Just everyone so then mad. So then people who aren't generally paranoid about you know I'm going to be shitting my pants type of thing, you know, if I get this virus, yep. they just, they just go and follow the, follow the lead of other, other people. So normal, normally sane people are just, you know, it's, it's FOMO. Exactly. That is, that is it's, it's, it's FOMO. It's complete FOMO. I better get it. Even though I don't need it now, I better get just it because maybe in f- three months time I will need it. So yeah. That's correct. And they might not make it. Yeah. It's all FOMO. I'm That's, telling you. Just craziness, but you even if they do um, implement, you know, let's say a two-week um, lockdown or whatever they call it, right? Uh, isolation period, mandatory for everybody. Mm. You're still going to have those p- periods where you're going to be allowed to go to the shops. Yeah, that's, ha- that's happening in Italy. I've been, yeah. um, you know, messaging with family over there. You know, asking mm. them, you know, well, what's happening? You know, are you able to leave the leave the house and you know whatever? I said, yeah, yeah, we can go out to the shops when we need things. That type of thing. So, but the shops are shut at six or something, and there's no food. The bars close at six. Everything closes at six o'clock, I believe. Yeah. So, but so, yeah, oh, but toilet, it's going to paper, really, but, soap, and all those things. It's like a, it's like a stock market crash or or a run on banks. You know, mm. one it's you know, one group starts it and the herd just follows. It's incredible yeah. the um, the mentality of humans, huh? It's been yep. it's, it's been it's, a very it's, interesting social experiment. Let's put it that way. Yes, it's and it's quite sad, really. I believe yeah. <laughs> on uh, interesting on, on, uh, definitely. It's the, just how people react over toilet paper. I mean, 
the fact that they're fighting in the shops. I mean, yeah. are you serious? It's toilet paper. No, you know what it is. Old it's- men, old men abusing the ladies behind the um yeah, the shop. I, the I did see sales that. assistants. I'm like, what are you doing, man? Mm. It's toilet paper. You know, I feel sorry like, for these on. people working in the shops, eh? Hey, because oh. you know it's not like they're they're highly paid, trained, skilled mm. people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then they go yep. they go to work in the checkouts, filling shelves, and that kind of thing. They got to deal with that level of humanity. That's uh, absolutely not what they're, not what they're called like, to do. That's, people carrying on like pork they're chops. Not sec- like, they're not security guards, you know. But it's not even that. They're just just people carrying on like. You know, abusing them like you're like they're the ones hoarding it. It's like, come on, man, yeah. leave them alone. No, all sense no. of dignity just goes out the window. You know? Yeah, there was that case. There was a video that was going around that the old man goes to the lady. He goes, "If you're a bloke, I'll slap you." Yeah, you know I saw right? that. I saw come on. Yeah. really? Come on. I think uh, he got he got kicked out by security after that. Yeah, but I was reading a few tweets and a few people going, "Oh, the lady overreacted." I'm like, "No, she didn't. No, she didn't. She was completely in her right to tell him to get out." You know, who does he think he was carrying on? No, she should be reprimanded for talking to customers like that. No, she shouldn't because this attitude the customer's always right isn't, I find it a bit frustrating because sometimes, you know what, the customer isn't right. And that is a prime example where the customer wasn't right. He was yeah. just blatantly rude. That's it. Yeah. So. But this this herd mentality, I mean, I've been, I've actually, you know, earlier this week I was, I was reading up on, you know, the psychology behind it and that type of but herd mentality is so common in um, in humans, you know, and it, and it applies to not just to panic situations, but you know, politics, you know, ideology, things like that. You know, it's it's about people having a sense of control, yeah, and it's and belonging and belonging in something as well, right? So yeah. they'll they'll go along with what they see as the common way of thinking because. Mm. You know, they don't want to be left behind type of thing. Um, yeah. You know, and you can apply that to even things like, you know, what you think about climate change, for example, you know, that, you know, the herd mentality. We haven't heard much about in. climate change in the past three weeks, well, four weeks. Well, very true because, you know, obviously more pressing uh, or immediate, uh, you know, topics are at hand, right? But, but you know, there's, there's a herd mentality element even about what some people think about climate change because let's say you know nothing about it, right? But you follow one particular, um, you know, type of media or the other, right? Whether whether they're more left leaning or right leaning, you're more likely to think along those lines because you found your herd type of thing. You yep. found your tribe, okay? And yeah, it's it sometimes can be. Um, I think it, it probably in some ways, even only small ways, probably affects everybody, that, that type of thinking. Mm. When you don't have full knowledge of something, you latch on to um, a way of thinking or a way of processing something to give you comfort, like, mm. like you've found the answer or solution in something. So like I said, whether that be you know, your way of thinking about politics or other social, um, you know, social situations or, or topics climate change, um, you know, whatever it might be. Donald Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump. There you go. What, what you think about Donald Trump, okay? <laughs> it's very rare that people are, are measured and more, um, more centred. It's either, it's either you love him, not, maybe not love him, but maybe you like him or you hate him, okay? Mm. Um, it's very rare to find someone who's in the middle and, and can see both good and bad. You know, I believe I'm in the middle, personally, when it comes to Donald Trump. Yeah, well, I think, that, I think that you're a minority. 
I don't think I'd say I love him, but I don't think I'd say I don't dislike him. You know, yeah. so. I think I think generally I think you're you're probably a, a minority. I'm very if minority. You, if you went on, you know, on statistical numbers, let's say, mm. right? Mm. I think the same, you know, obviously we we're doing this podcast because we think along the same lines. We yeah. we always have. Um, mm. But yeah, you know, someone like him, I can see some, you know, he's, you know, negative, like negative things about him in some ways. Oh, he's social his, media. Of his, his past, the way he, he carries on on social media. But on the other hand, some of his social media, it cracks me up. Yeah, uh, it know? does. But like, and some, I, I of look his, at his... some of his results and policies, I I'm... strongly agree with too. Absolutely. I have no question about it. a lot of these policies are pretty good. And if you look yeah. at him, like if it wasn't Donald Trump doing that policy, you would just applaud, absolutely exactly applaud right. the yeah. president of the United States for doing it. Exactly right. And if you're, but because it's Donald Trump's like, no, no, because Trump, no, we don't like it. But unfortunately, some he's he's pros, like he might do 10 things really good, then he'll do something so stupid on social media. It's like, come on, Donald, really? Yeah. You know what I mean? You're the president no, of the United right. States. Don't need to tweet out rubbish like that and, you know, be little bit. Just don't worry about it. You're bigger and better than that. As you are. Well, so sometimes I, I think that that's what the frustrating part with, with him is, you know, as a leader. Not, I well, people, are used, time, really. people are used to presidents acting presidential and, he, you know, whether no matter who, right? They, Except for Clinton, of course. He didn't act very presidential. No, well, he'd done stupid yeah, things, you know. Obviously, the, yeah. you know, the affair and all that kind of stuff was not presidential. <laughs> but, he, but he did have an an air of being presidential about him when he when he spoke when he gave speeches. He was a very good speaker too. He wasn't. He wasn't, he wasn't a total clown show, yeah. right? Yeah. Whereas Donald Trump you know just yeah, has blown the the rule book. You know, has ripped the rule the rule book completely apart, and it's just like he hasn't changed from when he was, you know, before he was running his campaign, during his campaign, or since becoming elected as president. Right? Mm, He's mm. just been always the way he is abrupt and you know attack dog yeah an yeah. attack dog exactly good 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 word to use um you know oh well i suppose he's going to be reelected isn't he i mean i, I, well, I, I find it hard to see that he won't be or well, i just i just yeah well I, and again the democratic party which i think out of all the possible candidates that they had to pick from so they're going at the end of the day for two old white men, something which they've always staunchly been against. Isn't that always amazing, right? Two old white rich men. The left side of politics, especially in the United States, are always banging yep. on about old white men. Diversity, yep. and you and you're exactly right, right? They find two old white men, one more senile. The two than the oldest other. white rich men that they could possibly find. Yep. One you know? a socialist, Bernie Sanders. Absolutely. A socialist who. Um, has communist sympathies. Ties, yeah. Right? Yes. Hey, wasn't he part of the Communist Party when he was younger or he something was, like he, that? He, he, he had his honeymoon in Russia. <laughs> okay. In, a lot of people have been really? to Moscow and St. Petersburg and those types of cities. No, so no, no, but, yeah, but no, in those times, we're talking, we're talking um, when he got married, it was like in the peak of the Cold War. Okay. So you right. think of it in that context, you know, like, right. okay, yeah. how many Americans do you think would have gone to, to Moscow for the honeymoon? Um, he was a sympathizer of Fidel Castro, which I don't really think too highly of Fidel Castro personally, me yeah. personally. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And so, then, you've got, then you've got Joe Biden who firstly is as creepy as they come. 
Yes, I think so. Search I personally. Search on YouTube, Joe Biden creepy or some you know some similar term like that. Just the way he kissed and his granddaughter made me. How sick many videos come up about him being far too close with young girls, yep. where, such as you know uh, other senators' families and daughters and wives and things like that? There's there's a bunch of videos about you know he just smells their hair and oh it's just it's mm. gross man i just it's hard creepy. to watch it is creepy and creepy joe yeah it's, it's honestly but, and that um, should if if joe biden was to is to become the um the candidate all mm. all to do joe. is run run some ads showing that footage oh yeah. but it's, I, th- I think it's inevitable that joe biden's gonna because and this is what the, f- the funny thing i find about the democratic party Democratic Party, if you look at history, mm. um, they've had some fantastic leaders and they've been a very powerful party. And then like, lately, it's like, what's happened? Who are some, Especially of, the, this past who are some of the good, good leaders of the Democratic Party? Franklin D. Roosevelt of yep. FDR, probably one of the greatest presidents of all time. Yep. Democrat. Uh-huh. LBJ. JFK. JFK, uh, of course. Just in this century, you know what I mean? You're talking some Harry Truman. There's some great Democratic presidents. And it's like, now it's like, What's going on? Yeah, I wouldn't call That's, Jimmy Carter. It's amazing to think those names that you just said there. Yeah. And That's compare them pretty... to, to the Democrat Party now, the bullshit 100%. that comes out of them. Yep. It's, it's like they have just gone Like so Franklin Delano Roosevelt, he was an amazing president, absolutely amazing president. Mm. He was the only president to do three or four terms, I think it was. He got elected four times. Um, they changed rules that, since the, then, obviously. They changed rules, yeah, yeah, since then they changed the rules. So it would never happen. Um, yeah, right. As an example, that's how much they loved it. Could you imagine? Could you imagine a Bernie Sanders or a Joe Biden leading the United States, and you know, therefore, you know, pretty much the Western world through a world war? Well, leading, <laughs> no, not even that. FDR did the Great Depression and the World War right. and Prohibition. Okay. So you look at what he went through. He no, implemented no, like, Prohibition, did he? No, no, he came in after. I think it was okay. the, in the end of it, yeah. So right. Who was the president who implemented that? Oh, you know? I can't remember at that time. That was a big stuff up, wasn't it? That was a, that was pathetic. It was a, that just gave rise a, to to the underworld, pretty much. Did, that, that created created the mafia, didn't it? <laughs> created, well, have well, you, Al Capone. Have you, yeah, Al Capone. Yeah, Al Capone. Um, oh, have you seen Boardwalk Empire? No, I haven't. Yeah. Oh, you'd love that. Actually, I've, I still I still haven't watched the final season. But I think there's five seasons or so. But um, yeah, that's all about. Um, the right, you know, the mafia, Irish as well as uh, some Italian. Yeah, Irish was very, very, very. I think very, very big in those days. Huge. Yeah. Um, it's about you know the uh, the mafia and you know Irish and Italian in the nineteen twenties um, prohibition era and yeah. around uh, Atlantic City. In, oh, okay. Um, yeah, it was big around there. Yeah, it's it's yeah. very good show. Very good show. Um, Steve Buscemi is the main guy, so he was, you know, he was in Sopranos as well. Yeah, yep. Yep. Steve Buscemi was also in. Oh, that's a great movie he was in. Oh, he's been in. Really he's been first, heaps. First time I ever saw Steve Buscemi was in Desperado, the movie uh, Tarantino. Oh, yeah, not Tarantino. Yep. What, Desperado um, was in that. Robert Rodriguez, I think, was the director. He was in Desperado. Antonio Banderas, Selma Hayek. Yeah, one of my favorite very, movies. That one. Yeah. Yeah, except for the last scene where the rocket launches from the uh, 
the, the guitar case. Oh, come on, boys. <laughs> like, seriously, you know what I mean? Great film, great film. I love that scene on the rooftop where he um, drops the grenades down off the, mm-hmm. the building and then uh, it, uh, Banderas and, and Selma Hayek walk away in slow motion and just behind them the rise of the, like, just like a mushroom cloud. It's just awesome. Yeah. I fell in love with My. Antonio Banderas in, in that film. I just loved him. And the yeah, sound, this soundtrack's awesome too. Very good soundtrack. Very, very yeah, good right. soundtrack. Yeah, but uh, that's the problem with the, if you look at the, oh, going back to the Democratic Party, you know, they've had some brilliant leaders. Mm-hmm. And then they, um, yeah, and now you've got, you go into this. Like, even right. their candidates, rabble, that's, that's the only way, like. Um, well, the candidate that I like of the Democrats is, and you, I don't know if you've even heard of her, Tulsi Gabbard. Oh, that's what I was going to say. You took she's, the word right out of my mouth. I think she's ex-vet. not even 40. No, she's an ex-vet. So she's an ex, um, she served in the, in the army. Yep. I think it was the army. A lot of respect for her. And she was yep. pretty like, realistic with her policies, you know. Exactly. And, um, yeah, mostly realistic policies, anti-war, wants to, you know, get the troops out of there. Because she, she knows. She knows about it. She's been, you know, yep. she's served tours over there, you know, Afghanistan and Iraq and things like that. And yep. very level-headed. Um, yep. but uh, even in America, she's hardly known at all Yeah, you know, because the media doesn't give Andrew. her, doesn't give her a run. Do you know who, you know, which media actually gives her a run? Fox news, the yeah, right Fox wing, the right wing gives Tulsi Gabbard of the left and of, you know, a run. And I'd like to see her change sides to the, to the Democrat party, uh, to, the, to the Republicans actually, because I think she'd do uh, better think, there. I think she would. Yeah, I think she, things. I think she, I think that the Democrats need her personally. Of course, they do, but they don't want to know about her. They shut her out of the the last um, uh, Democratic debates. They made it that it was only uh, Biden and Sanders because they changed the rules. Whatever the rules were, they changed it so that she couldn't get in. Otherwise, she would have wiped the floor with them. Mm. Right, and she would have got. Oh, she's pretty. She's really good. She would have. She and would have like had a massive profile if she had got into that debate. You know why they don't like her is because she stood up to Hillary Clinton. Oh, and that she's suing Hillary Clinton. Yeah. You know that for defamation. Yeah, good on it. Good on it. Yeah. And this is this is why she's been shunned by the Democrat Party because Hillary Clinton is the darling of the Dem- Democrat Party. Probably still pulls. Of course, Madam President. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, it's. I don't understand what's, how they do things over there. I don't, I don't understand, but I just find it weird how, like, that um, Bernie Sanders was leading in the early stages, and all of a sudden, bang, he gets smashed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Later on, in his, uh, with his delegates, there, I was like, what happened? Hmm. Like, what is going on there, boys? Like, didn't he, he started getting belted in Super Tuesday? Wasn't it Super Tuesday, I think? Yeah, that's right. Joe, I think mean, Joe yeah. Biden was a big winner of that Super Tuesday thing. Joe, yeah. Anyway, it's probably, not, um, it's probably not bang on too much about American politics because it probably bore the five people Most that people. are listening to this, <laughs> <laughs> even though it interests us. Um, all right, well, we may as well go back to the uh, COVID-19 stuff because I've, I've written down a bunch and of notes of things that we can, we can discuss. About Firstly, how COVID-19's affected sport. Yeah, yeah. Did you watch the first AFL match the other night? Well, unfortunately, being based in the west side, we didn't get to, by the time I got home from work, the game was almost over. Well, it started so, at five o'clock, didn't it, our time? Yeah. 
Yeah, I didn't get home until like six thirty, seven. Yeah, and it's like that game's on because it's sixteen minute quarters too now. So you're losing half an hour game time. So what's the what's the theory behind dropping four minutes off each quarter? What's that about? Why? Uh, I believe is to keep the players fresher in case they play more games through the season to try and pick up. Ah, uh, that's right. So if they have to um, do more than yeah. one game a week, type of thing. okay, yes. yeah, all right, I can see that. But the quarters are went for twenty seven minutes, so. Yeah, okay, five. but generally they normally they go for like 31, 32, don't they? Yeah, so... Well, pretty often. But what be. it did do was it, it kept the better player... This is what the round that I was listening to of a sports talk. They were saying like players like um, Patrick Cripps and Dusty played majority of the game instead of being involved in so many rotations. Because, yeah, okay, so they potentially end up playing more minutes. They played more minutes. That's what they're saying. They're saying more. Patrick Cripps played a hell of like not, almost like ninety four percent of the game or something. Well, so that's like, something that um, the for a bloke who does to... a lot of running, for a bloke who's, who's game game's based on running, yeah, it would affect him a fair bit. Something the coaches need to manage, but you know, it might, it might take him a few weeks to, you know, to adjust to the the, the less time in the match. I don't know. I think this is going to be the new norm. Personally, sixteen minute quarters. I think the AFL put this in strategically Maybe. to try and to try and um, reduce the, the game well, time, which I think is a bit weird because why would they want to reduce the game time? That means they're losing advertising time on TV. Well, a few so, months back, weren't they trying to reduce the half uh, uh, time time? Half time. The half time yeah, break. They were trying to re- chop that by about five minutes, weren't they? And they blame sports scientists because they reckon sports scientists said it's better for the recovery of the players and all that. <laughs> they want to, you know, to warm down too much. Well, I that. think, that, yeah, I mean, I can sort of see. Oh, listen, uh, don't get me started with sports scientists. Don't get me started with sports well, scientists because all they've done is the Just I know from, you know, from playing in my, you know, young, younger-ish days is that when you stop, you kind of, your body can potentially seize up, you know, build up of lactic acid or, you know, in, in your, your muscles or whatever. And then it's hard to get started again. So mm-hmm. that's probably what, what the theory behind but, that is. But, what, what, yeah, but, yeah, but like, you look at every sport where sports scientists have really got involved, e.g. cricket, mm. isn't it like every two minutes now they go, so you can't, the, 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 yeah, the, the fast bowlers can't bowl too many overs because it's going to ruin them, it's going to do this, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, get, and now they've got more injuries now. In, in, there's more fast bowlers with injuries now than there ever was. Yeah. No one heard of Dennis Lilly breaking down. They said, oh, they're playing more <laughs> forms of the game. Yeah. I said, well, Dennis Lilly played grade cricket, state cricket, and, and test cricket. Did he play one days. Uh, county as well? I don't know. Yeah, and he, but he played all of them. So if he wasn't yeah. playing state cricket, he was playing he was playing um, uh, um, local cricket there. So he was playing the whole time. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying that I agree with um, uh, less um, half-time break. Uh, I don't. I, I reckon it's fine the way it is and they should leave it is. But I th- I'm just, you know, I think that's where the theory comes from. Yeah, and it's um, a bit of an opportunity for the... Um, the advertise the, uh, you know, at the end of the day, if you're Channel 7 or Fox News or Fox Sports, you pay a billion dollars. Well, you really want a bit of time for your money. You know what I mean? You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, so yeah. so if, I'm trying, if I'm trying to invest a billion dollars, well, I want to reap the benefits of that. I sell more advertising time. There's more time people watching. It's all about money. Yeah. So if they reduce the quarters and I'm going to pay a billion dollars, like, hang on a minute, you know what I mean? I'm getting a little bit less value for my buck. Mm. So, and I don't, and the other thing with this going on with COVID and the football now, it's like, so all junior sports band, we're going to have social distancing. So four square metres each. Yet the football is being played. They're tackling, 
So, um, yeah. They're going off a rut. It's like, what's, what's, why are they different? But they're dis- they're disinfecting the ball after each quarter, so it's okay. Oh, yes. Oh, so that's okay. Oh. What a joke. So you're telling like you're telling the young kids you just can't do anything because you know, you're going to get just in case to protect yourself for social distancing, and yet they're allowed to play football. I mean, money. Yeah, money. It's all about money. Exactly. It's um, all about money. Yeah, yeah. Of course it is. I don't know. So obviously you're saying it's the wrong decision that they made. Well, I don't think it's – got to lead by example. And if your example is, oh, it's right, we're all right, we can do it. Yeah, but all the junior sports can shut down. Look at the waffle. Mate, this is going to crucify the waffle. So it's going Gillen to crucify Mc- the SNFL. Gillen McLaughlin has said that as soon as one player tests positive, they will shut it down. I think it's a 30 Listen, Gillen McLaughlin, right? out of all the – yeah. Just saying, that's playing with fire, isn't it? That's absolutely. So, so he's waiting for something to happen, not being he's been reactive as opposed reactive to Reactive instead pro- of proactive. Yep, exactly yeah. right. So Gillen McLaughlin, right, he has been the worst CEO the AFL's ever had. I, I thought Demetrio was bad. He yeah. makes Demetrio look good. Yeah. And that, that, that doesn't say much. The fact Bring back that, Wayne Jackson. Bring back Wayne Jackson. Yeah. That's what I'd say. The fact when that football, Gillen McLaughlin himself says that People look to the AFL to be a leader in the community. He says it. It's, he right. says it. It's, it's, a, it's a social – it's like, no, it's not. Is Sam that, Newman said it right. It's, Organise football. That's it. That's what you've got to do. Just play football. Yeah, right. Of course. All right. And so I don't, I don't see the AFL as a leader in the community. No. Right. I see it as a sport organisation, start and finish. That's it. However, that's it. if he's going to say that and he believes that, but then has this reactive um, stance rather than proactive – Yep. Okay. Then he's full of shit and he's mm. proven himself to be full of shit. And I can understand if the AFL was dead broke. I would understand. I'd say, I'll get it. They need the money. Right? Yeah. But this is wrong. They've got a war chest the size of God knows how long, how much money they got stashed away there. They don't need it. And then they're telling all the players to take pay cuts. I reckon he should take a pay cut because I don't reckon he's worth $2.1 million. That's what he's getting as, an, as a wage. I think that's an absolute joke. The fact that he's paid better than most players yep. is an absolute joke, my opinion. Yes. Because like, that's, like that's like saying the, 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 um, the president or the CEO of the, the EPL makes more than Van, uh, the, the Van Brunier or the, the Brunier or then um, Aguero or someone, he, like, or Salah. That's insane. Yeah. So the people, like, people don't go to watch Gillian McLaughlin. Yep. People go to watch <laughs> the, the players of the game. Why should they be limited to how much they can earn when he can earn 2.1? What name one player that's on $2.1 million in the AFL? None. None. Who's the highest paid player? Was it Dusty or um, was it Dusty or Grundy or, or Franklin? On what? And what's he on? About a million? About a million a year. Right. It's, um, it's an absolute the AFL, joke. The AFL is not – it's a dictatorship. Yeah. It's run as it's a dictatorship a, in a way. Yeah, it runs as a dictatorship. Capitalist in operations, yeah. socialist in, in their in their views. Like everything, like, like I've had this disagreement with uh, with my brother about the uh, player equalisation. You know, I think that's very socialist. Even though it's capitalist the way they're operating, that's a very socialist policy. Mm. Like, why should the better clubs be penalised for spending more money on player development? That is a joke, yeah. an absolute joke. So, if, so they, 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 the top. Four clubs, I think it was West Coast, Collingwood, 
I can't remember the other two. Richmond could have been uh, could have been Adelaide. I don't know if it was Richmond, but it was definitely Adelaide okay. and uh, someone else. Top four they clubs financially. Top you mean? Financially sound clubs, right? right? Yep. If they spend more than I can't remember, it was three or four million dollars on on player development, they have to pay thirty percent of that extra money to the AFL so they can redistribute it to the poorer clubs. So hang on, if they spend how much on, on development? Uh, I'm just, don't quote me on the exact numbers, but it was just say like 3 million or 4 million or whatever. Right. So if they spend more than that yeah. right, on player development, they have to give 30% of the money that they spend to the, poor, to the AFL to distribute to the poorer clubs. So does that mean that they would restrict themselves how much they spend on player development? So that they don't Thank you. <laughs> so why is an AFL Players Association jumping up and down? So you're risk, you're, you're not letting, so that means if like, these more financially stable clubs wanted to spend more on player development, as in get better facilities or better training or better whatever. Yeah. Well, they're going to get penalised. Yeah, that's sick. That's stupid. Absolutely yep. ridiculous. So you get penalised for being better. It's almost communist in a way. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, oh, but anyway, that's... Uh, that's a story for another day, but the uh, yeah, AFL. But, if you're going to lead by example. Yeah. Yeah. And so Let's now that they've now. reduced it down to 17 rounds, so just everyone plays everyone once. Yes, correct. Now, I've always said that the AFL is, a, in a way, a falsified competition yes. every, every season, except when the Eagles yes. win the premiership, of course. <laughs> but just jokes aside. Um, it's a, it's a falsified competition in a way because a league situation is everyone should play everyone else home and away. Right? Correct. At least with this, all right, you might not have both home and away, but at least it's only one time each. So that, there's, there's equality in that way. Mm-hmm. All right. Now they just have to um, have a oh, – it's never going to happen, you know, change the final series to a top six Make it but home, I, and, make it home and away, uh, uh, you know, a full home and away um, season, and maybe to accommodate that, get rid of the the ridiculous um, preseason stuff that they do. Yeah, that's, well, that's what I'd like, like to see in the AFL. The the AFL, uh, uh, it's you're right. It's not a it's not a, it's not a true competition, mm. right? If there's twenty two games or twenty was it twenty three games, whatever it is, right? Everyone should play each other once. Yes, I get that. Yeah, they should play each other twice. Yeah, but in normal, like, normal, normal season, normal, normal situation. But unfortunately, we're not in a normal situation here. Right? Yes. Now, regardless, the AFL, which really annoys the, really annoys me, is they all play each other once, and then the last seven games it's always West Coast plays Fremantle, Collingwood plays Essendon, Richmond plays uh, Carlton, uh, Adelaide plays Port Adelaide, and so on. It's always you get these it's stupid not, situations where Collingwood hasn't left Victoria for ten rounds, or well, the prime example more. was the last three, last three months of the AFL season. Richmond left once mm-hmm. to play Brisbane in a final away. So their last nine, eight or nine games were at home yeah. at the MCG. What an absolute farce! Exactly, it is a farce. It that is, is an farce. absolute farce. So. And then, so and the last four teams that Richmond played were from interstate at, at home. I'm like, how is that possible? So they played Greater Western Sydney, they played West Coast, they played Port Adelaide, and I think they played Brisbane. All at home. All at home. Yeah. 
It's just a now, beautiful run into the finals. Stay home. Oh, now, now, I could get, now, I'd even understand if they played North Melbourne, Melbourne, Carlton or whoever, because yeah. they're all from Melbourne. Yeah, I get it. But when they're four interstate teams? Yeah. So these teams have to travel. You don't have to go anywhere. Yeah. You're sitting pretty. It's beautiful. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Name, it's find it's me it's another it's competition of any sport anywhere in the world where it's set up in, in that type of manner. There is another competition because everyone would say this is pathetic. It's not really a competition. <laughs> it just wouldn't be loud, eh? It wouldn't be. Could you imagine if this was the, if this was the EPL, what people would be saying? <laughs> the NFL, the NBA. They, they call it the, you know, they love to say that it's the greatest game in the world. All right. And, and we love the sport. As a sport, it's brilliant. As, as a spectacle, a, it's amazing. Yes, yeah. as a setup, as a league, it's a joke, an absolute, absolute joke. joke. The epitome of a joke. Absolute joke. Absolute joke. A farcical is, is an understatement. Yeah. And it's, it's, it, there's no way. The, like the people who run the EPL probably look at it and go, are you serious? So you don't even play each other twice. The, the EPL as a product is fantastic, right? It looks oh, fantastic amazing. on TV. Obviously, it's home and away, right? Yep. You're not going to have this, a relegation this system. unbalanced or uneven competition. Yep. Relegation and, and promotion from the lower leagues. Yeah. You know, as, as a package, it's, it's, it's brilliant, right? Whether yep. it was you know, previously on, on Fox Sports and now it's on Optus. It's, yep. it's just you know, very well presented. The pictures are fantastic. It's, it is really good, right? And you could say about that about... Um, Serie A or the, the, the German league as well. They're, they're, they're you say that watch. song about pretty much all the professional football leagues, as in soccer leagues in the world, majority mm-hmm. of them, even the American ones, MLS or um, they, they're all professionally run like that. That'd, be, that'd never happen mm-hmm. in any of those leagues. Yeah, I don't, I don't really just, follow anything about um, MLS in America. No, just, the, just the way they operate like it's yep. compared to the AFL. You know, yeah. so the, te- the so, and then the other one is the team that finishes sixth is can be champion. What do you mean? Well, you know, sometimes people are oh, the team. What do you mean the team? You try and explain this that to somebody. So oh, I was I don't know if, when I was in America, I was explaining how the top eight works and all this. And yeah. Like, so then they have the final series. So it goes, but what about the bloke who finished on top of the ladder? Yes. Nah, he, he, There's he, no. As much as we, look, Australians have been brought up on on a final series, whether whether that be basketball, football, yeah. cricket. Everything has a, has a final series, okay? That's mm. just, that's the Australian sporting culture and that's never going to change, okay? No, so You've got to accept that, okay? Yep. What I don't like is that the team that finishes on top of the ladder is not really revered or given much credit. It's not, yeah. there's no recognition for it. No, it's not. Okay? In, the, well, yeah, the, uh, in the A-League, you're, you're called the premiers when you finish on top of the ladder, right? Yes. Like, is that Perth Glory at the moment? I think they're, yeah, they're premiers, the, current, yeah. the current premiers, <clears throat> but they're not the current champions. Because they didn't the win the grand final. Mm. Who are the current champions? Yep. Actually, I can't even. Sydney, Sydney FC. Mm. I've said it before. I barely watch any A League. I just, yeah. I don't know. Well, we can't watch that at the moment either. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's uh, yeah. So going back to like, so they're telling all these young kids. <laughs> like I've been told, like my nephew got told his football season at this stage is on hold until the thirty first of May. Okay. Thirty first of May. There's a fair they're going to make a decision. Might be extended. Might be no football season yeah. at all. Now, 
So these kids, at least are told they can't do it for social reasons and yeah. not to get the flu and all that. Yet the professional athletes, they can, they can go ahead. No problem. And then I was watching the, again the Richmond, the Richmond kind of uh, Richmond Carlton, and they're all shaking hands at the end of the game, hugging. You know, then oh, Richmond right. did the team did sog that. and they're hugging. Okay, I want to you know, ask you a question circle. because I didn't. I, you might not know because I don't think you saw the start. But at the start of the game. Did they have one minute silence for the people that have died from this coronavirus? Well, I, I didn't see this. Australia. I was at work, so I was at work. Okay, it's something that I, I should have checked before because I, I thought about it during the week. Um, I should I have. Do that. That's a very good. Bloody point. oath, they should have. Okay, because very good point. Around the world, they would have done that if it was yep. you know a European soccer league, right? There's always that that element of respect that they do when they play a, mm. have a sporting event after there's been you know, mm. a, a tragic incident or deaths and that type of thing that, you know, public deaths, let's call it. Mm. Now the whole reason for this, you know, playing behind closed doors and everything is all because of people are dying because of coronavirus. Mm -hmm. If they didn't hold a one minute silence for those, at least the Australians that have passed away, let alone everyone else around the world, mm. then that is a fucking disgrace in my opinion. Yes. Yeah. Right. They should. Yeah, I'm very strong on that point. type of thing. Yeah, I like to see that level of respect shown um, in sport. And if, in, and if it wasn't thought of in the AFL, it just shows what an absolute joke. Now, obviously, I'll retract those comments if, if uh, they did do it. But I'm just, I suspect yeah. that they didn't do it. I didn't see oh, any black I, 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 didn't, I didn't see. I didn't, I didn't watch the... Yeah. So I, I didn't actually watch... If you, want, if you want to be seen as a leader, if that, you know, Gillian McLaughlin thinks the AFL is a leader in the community... They should have yeah. done something like that. I'm, I need to check, and you know, I hope they did it. Yeah. Uh, well, what do you do? But uh, yeah, I, I just find it. Yeah, just, just. Yeah, if you're going to practice what you preach, yeah. <laughs> you got to do it. You know, and that's it. So you got to practice what you preach and be done with it. Mm. So. Um, one thing that I've noticed this week. Um, I want to talk about how, how businesses and, and are affected by all this, you know, slow down, shut down, whatever you want to call it. But one thing I've noticed this week is in my email inbox, mm. have, have you been getting like a ton of emails from businesses, no, companies saying this is our COVID-19 action plan and, and all this type yep. of thing? Well, Man, I'm looking at my emails now. I'm getting flooded yeah, with this stuff. Westpac, COVID-19. Yeah. My dad got finally forwarded on saying my daughter's school, COVID-19, Office Works. Office. Uh, who else is the other one? Uh, I'll have a look here. NAB, Coronavirus Report. Okay. The, the Institute of Public Accountants, Coronavirus Support. The Tax and Super Australia, COVID-19. Yes, a lot. Everything's yeah. COVID-19. Everything is COVID-19. From my local council, IINet. Uh, I was a customer, but not anymore. But they've um, they've sent me one. Um, my daughter, my my kids, um, where they go swimming, they've been bombarding. There's been like three in the past week. Um, my healthcare um, institutions. That's HBF. Uh, yeah. West Coast Eagles have been sending a few throughout the week, which I, they're yeah. the ones I actually have read. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're important. <laughs> <laughs> ATO, uh, Administrative Relief Packages. 
Yeah. Come off bank. Yeah. No, we're definitely getting a few. Definitely yeah. getting a few on um, the There were COVID. a ton more, but I've just yeah, I've just done the quick scan through and then delete. I mean, yeah. Yes. Um, so yeah, on on how business is affected. Well, firstly, you know, is it, have you guys, you know, you're you are, you're in accounting. Oh, business. absolutely. Have you been affected? Like, are customers not coming in, not not wanting to come in, and things like that? Well, or, definitely slow down the customers coming in. Right. Definitely has been definitely been a slow down the customers coming in. But the phones have been going ballistic. Uh, not so ballistic, but there's definitely been a, a lot of inquiries about the uh, the tax relief packages that the that the tax officers putting through, or the prime ministers discussed, and a lot mm-hmm. of the state um, payroll tax, and everyone's ringing up and asking us about that. Which we've got to be careful what we say because we've got to wait for it to be legislated first. So yeah, right. Um, got to wait for that to go through. Once that's through, you can you advise everyone. But we're assuming that everything's going to go through hunky dory. But it's politics; you never know. You know? Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty much the majority of people. Um, there's just going to be a lot of interesting cases now. And speaking of which, as you know, I'm not really a fan of Peter Dutton. I personally not, don't really think too highly of him. Um, I just I'd gone back to just throw this while it's fresh in my mind. Um, he made a comment the other day that he's going to come down hard on hoarders for taking excess stock on. <laughs> I'm taking on, on too much toilet paper. <laughs> it's like, well, what? what, you- what? I said, what are you at the? What are you going to do? Seriously, to look in their garage and see where I they've said, got what are you, up. Who gives you the, the right? No, what? What are you going to cancel that one's visa if they're here and if they're a permanent resident? You're going to cancel it for hoarding? Come on, just you know, not like that. Comments like sometimes of like politicians just keep your mouth shut. You know what I mean? Uh, maybe they just, sometimes just keep just it quiet. This, they say this that's stuff hoping that it will have some flow on effect. I don't know. That's just pathetic. Well, I'm going to come. Number one, what jurisdiction do you have for come down on people buying too much toilet paper? What federal <laughs> legislation is there for you to come down on that? Uh, what the AFP is going to investigate? Are they for what? Under what law? Comments like, oh, just well, they got. Um, I saw uh, on. I think it was on Twitter during the week. There was there was some cops uh, standing in the in the toilet oh, yeah, paper yeah, aisles yeah, or something. Paper, yeah. <laughs> I think that was to prevent the riot that was going to happen. Oh, That's what I think. But yeah, I was I was kind of baffled. Like, why would you say that? Hmm. What what gives you? Who do you think you are? The ward police. So what, when what are you, when uh, I was going to say when um, tax time comes around in well, a couple months time now yeah what are we three, oh, months, three months away curious I'm you expecting curious, expecting that to um, affect you guys I mean maybe maybe you guys be more inundated than normal because people want to be getting their tax returns you know I to, think that that this is, this is, we have a flip side well being July hopefully the worst of it's actually gone past yeah. So we'll, we'll try and get everything back. But if there's but been the a, a slowdown in you know business activity, um, oh, you know, people people not earning. People, their, people, people that want their money back, uh, yeah. if they get, if they, especially if they do a refund, they're really going to want their money back. Yeah. That's how I see it. So, hmm. Interesting times ahead. I've, hmm. What I've noticed um, <laughs> with you know doing digital marketing and things like that is, um, so I'm, I'm running Facebook campaign at the moment for for a client and um so the the kind of campaign or advertising campaign on facebook that i had running late last year which was flying like you know a lot of leads coming in for my client now 
it's like it's very slim pickings. It's hard to get um, a lot of interest, a lot of people looking at the ads, a lot of people clicking on the ads, but not converting like and becoming mm. leads and that type of thing. And there's no yeah. difference to what I was doing then than now. So it's, I've you know, really got to try and dial that in and work out. I mean, at the I end of the day, a, if they're not going to, if they're if they're reluctant to spend money, they're reluctant to spend money. I don't know how much can be done, but it's really something that I need to think about. You know, what what my what my concern is as a from a business perspective, as in a bit, an economic perspective, is the re, the ramifications of a a shutdown, yeah. which we're not currently experiencing yet, but people B, are acting as if we are though. Closing of the borders are now, which which I do understand they had to do it. But the ramifications for this are phenomenally big, mm-hmm. very, very big. All right? All right. A lot of people don't understand that. They, they go, oh, just close the borders and we'll be done. We'll be fine. I was like, economically, yes, health-wise, makes sense. But at what point is the economic side of things going to outstrip the, 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 the primary health. concern? Yeah. No, no, not so much about it. It's going to be the primary concern. Right. Because at the end of the day, Australia's third largest ex- export, they call it export, but people coming in, is education. Right. So if these overseas students, I call them, which they are, overseas students, come to, are not allowed to come into Australia to study, they're not going to spend their money on education. Now, mm-hmm. you say, oh, yeah, so what? But when they are paying so much money, to study, they're renting houses. I was going to say they're going yeah. out. A lot of these, a lot of these people, they go out and they, they do all the crappy little jobs yeah. that most people don't do. So this what, is where the problem's going to happen. That's just one industry. Back to year eleven economics. What's that called? Well, that, the, oh, that's year eleven. That's economics. The, the, multi, the multiplier effect. Oh, multiplier effect. Oh, yeah, isn't it's, it? It's, isn't that it's STM, it? mate. Yeah, it's multiplier effect. Now. The issue you're going to have is these people aren't coming. Now, when they say how much they spend on an education course, well, I can tell you if they go to university, between thirty and $50,000 a year at the mm. university. Yep. they got to eat. they still got to rent. Now, if, if these houses aren't rented, that means you are Australian people who own these houses that are renting into these people, they're not going to get income for it. Yep. So they're going to tie them back. But the bills are still going to come in. Yeah. So they're going to be struggling. So those people who own these investment properties aren't going to go out to go spend their disposable income because they haven't got it coming in. And that's you and that's me. That's you and that's me. You know yeah. what I mean? And then if I'm not going out and I'm taking my wife out for dinner at you know, the local tavern or whatever for something to eat, yeah. well, I'm not spending my dollars there. That means the person who's working there isn't going to have a job. Now that means what it means that if that means that person doesn't have a job. That means the supplier that that person's buying their fruit and vegetables and all that stuff isn't going to have a job. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to need a delivery driver. It's a multiplier effect, and this is what I'm saying: the repercussions. Now I understand, and that the Australian government's reasoning for for holding off to to closing the borders for so long is because it's going to have a huge, huge, huge economic effect. Yep. Huge economic effect. And a lot of people, are, they're too short vision to see the effect that it's going to have, not now, but in six months, in 12 yep. months. It's going to have a massive so, effect. 
And that's, that's brilliant the way you explain that. That makes perfect sense. And that's, I don't know, I mean, obviously we haven't lived in depression times, but that no, seems like it's characteristics it, of re- not only recession, well, but even depression two, type two, situation. I don't know. But, two quarters of negative growth. I think right. it's inevitable we're going to be in a recession. I it's, think so. Look, yeah. it's inevitable. And, it's not, and, 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 it's, and it's not about politics, right? It doesn't matter if the government's Labor, Liberal, whatever, National, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. One, it, no government could foresee and plan for this effect. Yeah. It was impossible, right? Yeah. Is the stimulus package that the, what the government is doing enough? We'll have to wait and see. I don't, I'm on the border now. I really don't know. I can't say yes or no, yeah or no. Well, I think a stimulus package of what Kevin Rudd put in, being smart, I don't think Kevin Rudd's package was, his ideas weren't bad. I think the way he executed them were horrible, right. personally, again. You know, idea of stimulating the economy through through building schools. Yes, brilliant idea. Yep. Executed horribly wrong. Yep. Horribly, the, the horribly bats, wrong. The, 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 the insulation bats, bats thing. Right. I mean, the reason why he did that thing was because it was something that was quick and could be implemented immediately. Yeah. That's that's why yeah. they thought about, you know, what can we do that's going to have an immediate impact? Mm. So good theory behind that, but execution of it completely misfired. Yeah, and, and, and the school one, I think, uses a prime example. Like, yeah. like they had all this money to give to schools and yet what they gave them was oh, your choice to build a gym and canteen or a library. And most schools saying, well, I've got a gym, got a canteen and a library, I don't need that. Right. Well, if you don't build it, you're not getting the money. So what do schools do? They built stuff that they didn't need. Yeah. You know, and, the, and for, the problem um, was... Good for the construction industry in the short term. Very good for construction. There was a case that went to court, I'm not sure what the outcome was, that it was a six-metre by six-metre canteen. The build price for 36-square-metre canteen, how much do you think it was? No idea. $600,000. 36 square metres? 36 square metre canteen. That's my garage. <laughs> yes, that was a canteen, and the build price was six hundred grand. Oh, now, no people God. are like, how is that possible? And, and they going, accepted this, and this, went ahead with it. But this was the, because, like the I said, it wasn't executed. Government it wasn't executed. Now you would have a contractor that was given a job, then he would contract it out to another contractor. He would contract it out to another contractor. Contract to another contractor. Oh my god! So, like I said, it wasn't executed right. Yeah. In theory, the plan was brilliant, and I'll give him credit for that. I'll always give him credit for that. I just thought it was executed poorly. Hmm. That's all I think. You know, a little bit more, a little bit more planning or execution would have gone a long way. Who would have made a, he would, and he would have gone down as, a, as a, one of the, probably the greatest prominences ever to, so Australia wasn't affected by the GFC. Again, he just didn't do it. I believe personally, he didn't do it right. He should have gone to the school and said, What do you need? Mm. My school might have said, I need computer rooms, or I might need, you know, more classrooms, I might need science labs, I might need a library, I might need whatever, an administration block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give them what so they need. A, a fund. Spend for, a little bit more time. Individual school, yeah. Yeah, spend a little bit more time. Find out what the school needs. The school mm. might not need infrastructure in regards to building, but it might have needed technology infrastructure. Yep. So it might have said, okay, we're going to rip out all our blackboards and all that and go back to, you know, whatever. Just, just hypothetical. Mm. Just that's my point. You could have stimulated it that way. Your concept was really good. Executed wrong. That's my my. My, my opinion. Unfortunately, a lot of things thing about government about. is, is you know, being seen to do something rather than actually doing yeah. something effective. Yeah, and this is what uh, I think, um, ScoMo's, um, this is what they're going to have to deal with. They're going to have to work out, okay, how 
what, when, where, how are we going to execute this or are we going to make it right? Because they're going to throw a lot of money at it and whatever surplus they think they're going to have is going to be down to zero now. They're going to be in, you know, deficit again after all that hard work. um, The latest thing I think came out yesterday was that um, banks, or at least the top four banks are going to start deferring business loans for small business um, for six months. So you don't have to make any repayments on either principal or interest for mm-hmm. six months. So I suppose you know six months would be tacked onto the to the end or the, you know, oh, of course, the final date. Right? <laughs> it's not like you, you just don't have to pay it. But also no. um, mortgages for homeowners as well. But they I did read that it was some mortgages. So I don't know whether you know yeah. whether I qualify for that or not. I'm sure. Yeah, would be would well, be nice be, because it could be handy to be able to I, not have to worry about. You know, coming up with um, mortgage repayments each month. I'd like to see the is affected. So, I'd like to see the finer details of that policy, but from the banks. Yeah. Before I really sign up to it, if you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Well, I, I, just, I, I shot off an email to um, to my mortgage broker and just said, you know, give me a call. I want to have a chat about this and see you know, see what my options are. Yeah. But uh, it's interesting. Um, Interesting times ahead. So, I mean, we can't foresee. Okay. It's like, but we will, I'm sure we'll get through it. You know? yeah. Humanity so, always so does. For, for small businesses like, you know, like you, like me, what are some things that we can do to carry on? I mean, I think you're in finance, obviously, accounting, accounting yeah. firm. You're probably mm-hmm. not, I don't know, I'm not, you're probably not as affected because, you know, in three months' time, we've got tax time. So, you're going to, yeah. people I'm are going to want to be coming like, to you. Like we just yes. mentioned, we're gonna we, we're gonna be affected without a doubt. But of course, without a doubt, yeah. But right. our effect, right. I think, is going to be a lot less than you will, my, you will still a couple of my clients that own restaurants. Yeah. Now right. I know a restaurant um, that's in in Perth, you know, in one of the more affluent suburbs, who's had was averaging 100 customers a night. He's down to 10. Yeah. Now that is a problem because you can only sustain that for so long. Yeah. Why you got a chef? Why you got a larder? Why you got a cook? Why you got Again, you that's a put, problem. Put that staff off because you only need, you know. Yeah, the problem is he puts that staff, staff off. What's going to happen? Than ten or fifteen. Yeah. Now his staff is going. Now he's now, that poor guy's really going to be shaking his head. You know, he's going, "Whoa, oh, jeez," you know what I mean? Yeah. This is so. This is a. This is a, that, that's an issue. Mm. And there's an issue, you know. So he's going to have a problem. So but, the, the but, but like we said, you know, now more than ever, people are want to are going to want to get their tax returns back to them. You know, July one, basically, rather yeah, than waiting, waiting until correct. October. So you'll be, I expect that you'll be flat out, and you'll have you'll have bills to send out, which is great. Yeah, right. of course. How, which is, however, which is, however, increasing your clientele is might not be. You know, is yeah, but my I think has going to be twofold effect. I think. On an individual taxation side, things yes, we'll be busy. On a business company, right. trust sort of way, I think we'll probably slow down a bit. Okay. Because yeah. who's going to really want to do their tax straight away? No, they're going to give the money to the government. Yeah. So I think there might be a few issues because they're going to have obviously, and they're not going to want to do their tax because they have to pay a bill. That there's a whole, yeah. So it's we're, again, we're in the cash twenty two yeah. ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I'm concerned it's, it's, for, for, for my business. You know, well, unfortunately, I've yeah, got, unfortunately, any, any, I think hospitality. Hmm. I, was, I saw the arts. I had a, I was listening to the ABC radio the other day and I had these people from the arts that are really concerned about them. I'm like, <laughs> unfortunately, they're the industries that are hospitality, arts, um, 
you know, advertising media, they're the ones that are going to hit you first because when people are going to cut money in budgets, where are they going to cut them from? Yeah. You know? Like me, I'm not going to go out and spend all money that, on... All that non-essential spend. Non-essential yeah. spending, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I'm, not I'm, go I'm concerned. I've got I've got current clients, you know, that I'm, um, you know, their their website projects are underway, not you know, not fully paid. You know, they might have paid a deposit type of thing. Um, you know, I haven't got any inkling that they're not going to be able to pay me, you know, to to complete, you know, their their website projects and things like that. But um, the the concern is that once those projects are finished, or even before those projects are finished, what about picking up new clients? Um, and and really, for for businesses that are in a good financial position and and can get through um, like a, a shutdown or downturn um, without taking a, a massive financial hit, or you know, can survive it. Potentially, the way I see it, it's potentially a good time to look at you know doing some marketing. Um, well, and, Henry and or getting said it, getting your he? website refreshed or making new one, whatever that you know, whatever it might be, because weaker businesses or or competitors for for them, they're going to be going to their shell, right? You've got the opportunity to stand above and capture that that bit of business that still is out there. So, I mean, that's a, that's a hard sell to convince people of, but in theory, well, I think that that is. Oh, uh, one of the best marketers said that's the last thing you cut down spending is on marketing in times of depression. He's well, Henry harder. Ford said it. Ever in it. Yeah, um, you know, stopping, stopping advertising to save money is like stopping your watch to save time. That's, mm. that's a quote from Henry Ford. I actually put that on my social yeah. media this week. It's, it's, a very, it's a very good comment. And, um, and, I, and I kind of, when, when did I have a, I had this discussion once with a guy pretty smart, very, very, very intelligent person. I was like, yeah, but as an accountant, we're like, you got to save costs and they're the costs. He goes, that's the last cost you want to save money on. Yeah, but the thing on is, advertising you, the market. you allow your business I said, why to... is that? He goes, because everyone else has stopped. Yeah. So you hit it twice as hard. <laughs> exactly. You, get, you, yeah. you, can capture, you can capture what, what they're missing out on because they're scared like, to, to spend on, you know, on putting their head above the, above yeah. the parapet type of thing, you know? And I went, um, well, that's pretty, pretty good. Um, it's a pretty good analogy, you know, and I know I should you should take my hat off to him because he's worth bloody, oof, yeah, pretty. I was very, it's very, very, very comfortable. Yeah. You know? Obviously, so, you you need to have the cash reserves to be able to um oh, to weather that absolutely to weather yeah. the storm and continue, you know, a marketing campaign or whatever. But or have the extreme, on the back end of it. On the back end of it, yeah. you're the one that's going to stand tall if you can. Yeah. You know, or have the extreme confidence to take the punt. Right and, and invest in. in well, um, this is how Warren Buffett became rich, isn't he? Yeah. Right. Well, look, when I'm everyone was selling, he was buying. When everyone was buying, he was selling. Okay? That's right. Like, look he's at always um, been a, he's always been a contrarian. Look at Jerry Harvey. On, he was on the radio the other day, and on two weeks ago on the Friday, he dropped fifteen million dollars on stocks. Sold. Now, no, no, he bought fifteen he bought, million dollars. Okay. Right. No, so not. So we're talking Friday the when was it? This was Friday the Friday the sixth when it was really hitting hard. Yeah. He spent fifteen million dollars. Then what happened on the ninth? The money, the market went down. Yeah. He goes, "Well, I'm losing money, but as I'm confident, long term, I'll be all right." Exactly. I mean, look, two thousand and eight. I remember watching the stock market. All right. Yeah. And watching um, the BHPs, the Rios, these you know blue chip. 
um, stocks, you know, just diving and thinking, oh, I haven't got any money to, to spend, you know, decent amounts, but I wish I could. I remember Rio was $22 or $23. Yeah. And then it bounced and went, you know, close to 80 bucks or something again, you know? Mm. Imagine you had bought that. Beautiful. Because Thomas markets always bounce. So one of my clients is a um, finance advisor. Mm. Or uh, he, you know, does, he sets up superannuation accounts for for clients, things like that. So he's in finance, and he sent out an email, you know, this week, you know, just to to his clients, um, just to say, you know, if if you're a bit worried about, you know, your retirement planning and your investments, things like that, get in touch with me. But the bottom the bottom thing that he wrote in there was, um, markets uh, markets will recover; they always do. Yeah, plain and simple. I agree, 100%, 100%. Because it's 100% true. Oh, I've always been a firm believer in that. I think we're above GFC times anyway now, aren't we? So we're still ahead. Yeah. I do recall off the top of my head. But I think, yeah, personally, yeah. personally, I think what, if, I, if I had to put a, if I had a crystal ball, I would say time's going to be very, very difficult for six or 12 months yeah. for, for people yeah. in general, right? But I do see, I do see it turning. If it goes well in twelve to eighteen months, and what I mean by that is, at the end of the day, Simon, you got massive bushfires and drought over east. Yeah. Okay, now all those bushfires, all that infrastructure, all those houses, all that, all those roads and everything that got destroyed have to be rebuilt. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have billions of dollars of investment infrastructure going into to the eastern states. Yeah. That's alone going to drive up um, labour. It's going to soak up a lot of labour. So there's going to be a lot of labour going from here to over there. You've got the north, up north, the mining projects. China's not stopping, contrary to everyone's belief. It's not stopping. Yeah. It's only getting bigger. They open up mines. It's going to get crazy again, which is going to soak up more capital from here. But you reckon that could be more human 12 months away? Here. I, yeah, I, look, don't, I'm not a, I'm tw- I reckon 12 to 18 months. Yeah, okay. So you're going to have a massive lull and you're going to, then I, then I can just see it. And I was speaking to a few other people because one of my clients is a finance broker as well. And he goes, he said the same thing. And I said to him, he goes, he goes, his concern was, he goes, I hope it just doesn't grow too fast because if it does, yeah. then you have problems again. Yeah. yeah. You know? So I was like, yes, I, I can see certain things. I can see, no, there, there is a light in the tunnel, but it's very, very far away. Yeah, no, I think you got to have confidence. You got to have confidence in in the system, you know. Because so, you, you, you just you only need to look at at history, right? Everything yes. we learned it in year eleven and year twelve economics. It's a boom bust cycle, all right. So we're going into bust or or you know the valley, and it always booms. Yes, okay? it's just a matter of how much time until until it takes off again. But it's going to happen. Yep. It it's it's inevitable will happen, you know. It's yeah. um, it's, it's it, it will it will happen. I believe it will happen, you know. So the question is, how and when? <laughs> you know, uh, I think we'll be fine long term. But uh, like I said, and I'm saying long term as in, you know, two to five years. I think we'll be fine. Mm. Um, so if I if we, I if there's plenty of opportunity at the moment, like I said, if people people are cash rich right now, there is opportunity like there's oh. no opportunity ever been before. Absolutely. So, if people tell me what should I do with my money, <laughs> well, I'll put it. I wouldn't be leaving it in the bank to get one percent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
That's true. Knowing that I could buy a property at ridiculously low price, I can buy a property prior to 2007 prices with with return of at least six seven percent. By BHP, you can't get better than that. Or or shares that are blue chip shares. It's, no, don't let go buy. You know your your speckies, but your your blue chip shares. Mm. Commonwealth Bank is a fine, is a good share. NZ, Westpac, NAB, Fortescue, all these big companies, long-term projection, they'll be fine. Yeah. Mm. CSL, I mean, it's dropped. The company CSL was the that produced the vaccines for Christ's sake. They they dropped like from three hundred thirty bucks to two hundred seventy bucks. They create vaccines, son. Surely that company's going. Surely that company's going to go through the roof again. Oh, jeez, they'll, they'll skyrocket when um, they're going to skyrocket. Know, vaccine gets found and all that kind of thing. And if they find the first vaccine, could you imagine what's going to happen to those shares? Yeah. Actually, that's quite funny. But over this whole time, I haven't heard much from the anti-vaxxers lately. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm wondering if um if they'd be willing to take the vaccine if you know vaccines found for uh, for the coronavirus for COVID. Uh, I don't think so. You reckon they wouldn't take it? I reckon a bunch would. No. I reckon a bunch no. would. Yeah. Well, at least they get to see what happens when... Because uh, at the end of the day, it's herd mentality and it goes both ways, Mel. The herd mentality is, you know, <laughs> and, you know that vaccines are bad, vaccines are bad. But now all the, all the messaging is that we need a vaccine, we need a vaccine. They yeah. just shift the herd. They shift with the herd, you know what I mean? Yeah. So they'll jump on... on Whatever they think is going to suit them best. Not all, but uh, you know, a good proportion, I reckon, would um, would change their way of thinking. Yeah. Well, if this come on, if this doesn't change an anti-vaxxer's way of thinking, what would? Oh, I don't know. I can't answer that. Maybe just some people just don't believe in vaccines. Mm. Right or wrong? Did you see the um, on? I saw it on Twitter. There was a video going around about some celebrities singing John Lennon's Imagine. Oh, yes. Did you yes, see this yes, video? Yes. Now, firstly, firstly, I think I could only name one celebrity in that whole thing. I don't oh, know Gail who the hell these people were. Silver Silverman, uh, Sarah Silverman. Will Farrell. Uh, Will Farrell. Will Farrell. Yeah. Farrell or Farrell. Yeah, he was the only yeah. one that I, that I recognized immediately. Who do these? Who do these people think they are, mate? Seriously, the narcissism. The look at me. Look at me. We're gonna, you know, make you feel better. Get fucked. You know. Who do you think you are? It's just making fools of themselves. Firstly, none of them could sing to save their lives. <laughs> oh, just the narcissism, you know? Like we need, at a time like this, we need to hear from a celebrity. Get stuffed. Yeah. I'm sorry. That just made a fool of themselves, I reckon. True. Yeah. I'm just trying to work out who was, uh, that's a good point, who was on there? Honestly, they were B and, and even D grade celebrities because I couldn't work out who they were. See if there's a video trying to listen more. Oh, Mark Ruffalo was on there. Will Ferrell, Amy Adams, Mark Zoe Kravitz, uh, Zoe Kravitz, and that's as far as I know. I don't even know who these people are. Uh, um, when, when, when we were talking about sport before, we didn't mention uh, the NBL, the Wildcats. Yeah. They've been awarded the, the NBL title. What do you think of that farce? Well, that was a fast, but what do you do? You know, Sydney, Sydney um, should it have taken the NBL two days to work out the obvious that it should be just be handed to to the Wildcats, that were awarded to the yeah. Wildcats. Come on, it was obvious. They were two one up in the fi- final series. They yeah. were they were willing 
to play the remaining two games. Sydney were the ones who pulled out after the third game where they went 2-1 down. Okay. Um, I think I also read before the final series, the NBL offered the Wildcats and uh, Sydney the opportunity to reduce it from a five-game series to a three-game series, and Sydney was the one at that point to reject that. Okay. So there was only there was only one option. Wildcats. It should have been immediately awarded to the Wildcats. I'm sure if the roles were reversed and Perth was in Sydney's situation and Sydney was in Perth's situation, they would have given it to Sydney straight away. Surely. Don't you yeah. think? I don't know. I don't think there's any love loss between Sydney and the NBL anyway, so... I don't know. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I've said before, I don't follow, I don't follow the NBL... Hardly well, all. I think they made the right decision. At the, end of the, the right decision came around eventually, but the fact that it took them two days, really, it should have taken them five minutes. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, back to back, which is pretty good. So, uh, at least they did the right thing. They did the right thing. So, oh, well, yeah, compared to some other leagues. Yes. Well, what do you do? That's it, I suppose. Um, what, is, what else did I have on one? Oh, Euro Euro two thousand postponed until next year. Or Euro twenty twenty one now. So. It'll be Euro twenty twenty one, and also there's talk about that it will be not uh, June July next year, but maybe December next year. So like uh, yeah, Christmas. Uh, I don't know before or after Christmas. I suppose before. That'd be interesting in the middle of in the middle of leagues. So that means leagues will have to. You know, European leagues will have to shut down mid-season to then go and have the European Championship, and then yeah. come back to the to the league in you know twenty twenty two January February. Interesting. Uh, interesting. Well, I've got to give them the UEFA the credit. They've gone on. They went. Oh, they stopped the games when three weeks ago, didn't they? Yeah, I don't think. Um, well, I don't think there's been a game in Italy for about two weeks. Yeah, obviously the, the entire country shut down. Um, yeah. Germany's Germany's on hold. Everything I think every, in every league has has been suspended at the moment. So in order for them to complete, they're going to have to go into probably into June. I don't know. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was inevitable that Euro twenty twenty was going to be postponed. Which is what's going to happen with the Olympics, mate? I, I've got a feeling it's not going to go ahead. How can they? Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's going to go ahead either. So maybe they'll push that to next year too. Why don't they just do that? Just, just no postpone it a year. Anyway, money talks and all this stuff. Oh, that's all it does. Always, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but just think how much money they're going to lose. Oh, oh. Yeah. about the airlines? Ooh. Oh, yeah. Well, Qantas has put off ninety percent. Is it eighty or ninety percent of staff around the country? Yeah. Far out. Or maybe it's eighty or ninety percent of flights have. Been well, they just put them. They put on hold. Sure. Yeah, they put the staff on hold. So. But but well, also they got, they, stood down without pay. A lot of them as well. Well, they can claim their entitlements. Well, I reckon what Alan Joyce should do out of his thirty million he gets, he should drop down, be a nice guy, just take a million, <laughs> divvy up the other twenty nine amongst his staff that he's just told him to. I'm sure that's going to happen. I'm sure that'll happen. Yeah. Well, you know, he's a he's a man of you know, supposedly you know, principle, isn't he? When he tells we'll everyone, see. we'll see. Yeah, you, know? <laughs> you know, he stands up for his his what he believes in. You know, 
even though it means doing business with with the Emirates. So it'll be interesting. If he's, you know, if he's a man of principle, he gets 30 mil a year, just divvy it up. He doesn't need that much money to survive, does he? I'm sure he'll struggle on only one mil. That's for sure. Oh, poor God. I'm sure I don't know how his mansion would in, uh, in, in Sydney. He won't have to pay his mortgage. You can put that on hold for six months. Well, there you go. So, <laughs> bloody hell. The amount of money he got. He's the highest paid CEO, I mean. Uh, Bondi Beach. You see Bondi? Pictures of oh, Bondi Beach. Just a picture, a picture of it. Yeah, I didn't really take much note of it, to be honest. Not exactly practicing so. their uh, social distancing. No, no, no. These no. are mainly tourists. Been yeah. let off. Um, so there's a boat docked in Sydney, uh, a ship, a cruise ship docked in Sydney, and they've been let yeah. off. How's that work? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, that was the Ovation of the Seas too, yeah. Was it? Okay. So yeah. most, the most cases in Australia are in New South Wales, yeah. uh, and they let, in, in Sydney, they let a cruise ship, passengers let them all off, and off they go for the day to Bondi Beach and mingle with uh, the public. Yeah, it's really smart. <laughs> the beach was just uh, packed. It's incredible. Welcome, welcome to Australia. Oh, gee, I don't know. Oh, anyway, um, what do you do? We wrap it. Yeah, I think we'll wrap it. I think it's been fair, fair bit of talking about COVID. Yeah, Personally, yeah. I'm worrying that's the last we talk of COVID because I'm over it. Well, every we'll time I turn on the, we'll do an episode next week. What do you think the main topic of you know in uh, in society is going to be? Well, we won't be actually probably not much because we'll be sitting at home doing nothing. You know? We'll see. They put us in lock if they put us in lockdown. We'll see in a week so. or two's time. Yeah, true, true. All right, have fun right. over there. Hope you feel better. Yeah, I'll be right. Yeah, all right. Got my water and my coffee. Main thing's the coffee. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's all you need, mate. Coffee, 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 coffee. That's, that's it. it. All right. <laughs> Talk to you later. All right, buddy. Ciao. Right, ciao, ciao.